Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How you doing? Oh, how you... You sound like Joey from Friends. I know. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I fucking love Friends. Do you watch it? I didn't really like when it was popular. I didn't watch it when it was popular. It was after that I watched it. I've only seen like a handful of episodes. I never really got into it. Maybe I should. God, it's it's right up my alley, so... I like Phoebe, though, because she's a fucking idiot. I love Phoebe, yeah. And that's me. Monica's me before I had kids where everything has to be fucking perfect and planned out and everything is like spotless and there's a ribbon... She has a ribbon drawer, like... Bitch, you can't even be on time. Uh Uh-uh. No. 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 I couldn't, even before, as organized as, and as clean as I was before, I was never on time. I never have been. That's just a thing. I don't You're know why. You're not punctual. No. No. I I'd am. I'd rather look good than be on time, I guess. I don't know. I don't give a fuck what I look like anymore. I look like shit 90% of the time, so. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. But when I look like shit, that's the only time I ever see anybody. <laughs> that's the only time I ever want to look good is when it's time to bang my husband or if I run into one of my exes and then I want to look really good and 90% of the time I look like asshole so, <laughs> is what it is Spencer will be like he'll see you with your makeup and hair done all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> he's like show me your legs did you shave because I know what's up <laughs> yes yes I did you see that there's a baby lotion see, on there you've lowered the bar so much <laughs> That all you have to do is shave. All I gotta do is shave. (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome back to episode 41. 41. 41. Isn't that crazy? 41 fucking episodes. 41. Do you know what that means? 11 more and it's 52, which means a year. I know. It's fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know I haven't been on that many, but I've been on, if it's 41, I started on 24. Four. You're half, halfway. 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 Half. And so we had talked about doing something a little bit different, and today is the day. Today we, is the day. Today is the day. Today. today. <laughs> We're going to do something a little bit different. And instead of talking about a murder. Or a murder her. Murder her. Or a serial killer. <laughs> We're going to talk about the chick that finds them. Yes, because through a lot of the research that I did and uh, for several different cases, um, there was an FBI profiler that was pretty prof- prolific who was in a lot of the documentaries. And yeah. she really sparked something in me, and I wanted to talk about her. Yeah, and th- when you said you wanted to talk about her, I, had, I didn't know who she was. I kind of did because I saw her in documentaries but then i started looking into her she's a badass she is a goonie for sure look can we just go ahead and and say that we're doing something on someone from chicago that's not a murderer right write that down go ahead and and (laughs) clock that in your fucking books um and the lovely lady that we're going to be talking about today is candace delong and um she was a former FBI profiler. Mm-hmm. And I just, after seeing her in so many documentaries and listening to her um, and looking at her work, I really just wanted to to discuss her. Yeah. 
I, I like it. Their family, if you look into their family, what little bit that I found, her mom and dad did their shit right. Oh, yeah. there's four kids. The oldest brother is a computer engineer, and he helped, like, he helped with iPhone, I, Apple, sorry, helped get Apple, like, into their big boom, where they, they're now big money makers. He was in on a lot of that. Then the next boy, who was two years younger, named Keith. He's a doctor. And then Candace, who started out as a nurse and then is an FBI agent and an FBI profiler. And now has her own fucking TV shows. Yeah. And then her little brother, Glenn, who was two... There's like two years in between each kid. Her little brother, Glenn, is a computer systems specialist for the Milwaukee FBI. So fucking congratulations. Apparently we need to talk Mom and to Dad. their parents. God damn. I and be like, learn me some shit about yeah, some shit. What did you do? What did you do? Because I need this in my life for, for my real. children. So Candace DeLong was born uh, July 16th of 1950, um, which puts her in her late 60s. And she's, like we said, a former FBI criminal profiler. Now, she was the lead profiler in San Francisco and she worked on many different cases, including the Unabomber. Yeah, she did. Um, she currently hosts a couple of different shows. She did Deadly Women, which I really super love. And I've got some information on that that we'll go over later. Um, and she also did uh, Facing Evil, I think is what, what it was called. Facing Evil with Candace DeLong. And she's often been compared to... Hello, Clarice. Clarice Starling, who was the main protagonist for Silence of the Lambs. Now, if ever you were going to be compared to somebody and be a badass motherfucker, fuck yeah, that would be the one. Yeah, I would make everybody greet me. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. I know, right? Yes, I am Clarice. Yeah, I am. Except for every time, the only thing I can think of when I think of that movie is when multiple Migs jacks off in his hand and like flicks goo. I'm going to go ahead face. and tell you something that's not going to shock you right now. Okay. I've never seen it. What? I, I'm just I'm just now getting into these movies. It's Break not even horror, dude. It's like, it's a suspense thriller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that still I'm, fucks so, me up. So I found horror fucks me up a lot less than suspense thriller. Suspense kind of gets because me too because it gives me like the anxieties. Yeah, and then you're like, who is that out there? I see I see someone out in my window. And it's a fucking cat. Yeah, <laughs> or nothing. Or nothing. Nothing at all. N- nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so her dad was a building contractor. Mm-hmm. Her mom was a stay-at-home mom. She worked at a bank up until she met the dad. And then she and then, started making babies mm-hmm. and making a home. And making being a killer fucking mother. I know, right? I'm so jealous of her. God, teach me. T- show me the ways, young yeah. Padawan. I know. Like, here I am just trying fucking... to keep them from being serial killers. <laughs> and she's got herself a whole slew of geniuses. I know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just totally... Li- I'm just trying to keep them from fucking being serial killers. So, right out of high school, um, Candace enrolled in a three-year nursing program. She got married when she was 19, and she was still in this uh, program, and she had a child, her first child, six years later. Well, and she was a psychiatric nurse. A psych- so she had a lot of, she had a lot of, uh, give me the word that I'm fucking failing to pull out. I don't know. Experience. Yes. With- well, you pointed at your head and I'm like, oh, I don't know. 
psycho? She had a lot of psychos? I don't know. A lot of psychos. Oh, a lot of psychos. No, she had a lot of experience with psychiatric patients, and that's what she did. And she actually went through um, Northwestern University Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. However, by the time that she was 28, she was a divorcee with a young son. Mm -hmm. Moving forward... Hold on, I have a good story about her when she worked at the oh, at the psychiatric. There's me, there's plenty of stories, but this story was like, oh my god! So she was a nurse at the psychiatric hospital in Chicago, and there was a guy that came in, and he had a thing with glasses. He hated people who wore glasses. He thought they were the devil. And the dad, when he brought him in, he's like, "You don't wear glasses, do you?" Because he has a hang up. He thinks that the people who wear glasses are evil. Which he needed to wear glasses himself, but he wouldn't because he thought that that would bring the devil into him. Whatever. So. She didn't wear glasses. She worked with him. I guess when he saw people with glasses, he'd like yank them off their face and flip the fuck out. Like he was crazy. He ended up getting mad at her for something. I can't remember the whole story. He got all pissed off at her. And he's like, fuck you, you bitch. I'll kill you. Fuck you. And like was just yelling and screaming shit at her, telling her what a piece of shit she is and how he's going to fucking kill her. Well, he ends up getting out of the psychiatric hospital, going home. She didn't hear a whole lot more of him later on. She found out that he had murdered his father. Oh, he's just fuck. A fucking, yeah, because he, well, and he kept threatening her, telling her, you you won't live this down. I'll track you down. I'll find you. I'll kill you. And he ended up, and he killed his dad. Good God. Could Yeah, I can't even, like, uh, could you? Could you? Could you fucking imagine? No. No, I cannot. Could you not? Could you not? Could, you, know could many, you fucking not? Do you know how many death threats this woman has had in her life? So many. She's got to have brass balls. She has got to be not afraid of Dude, fucking she might anything. Dude, she might as well just get, like, a little bulldozer and yeah. put her put her dick and her fucking balls yeah. in the front and cart them around. Yeah. Because this is how gangster this motherfucker is. She is. And she said even that she gets a thrill off of being afraid. It's a thrill to her. I can understand that, though. That's why I like it's being scared. Be. Is because the adrenaline rush of being scared pleases me i'm glad it does you i um, do not enjoy it i do i like it a lot i, I like a lot i like a lot i like a lot Mm-mm. so she's she's 28 she's a divorcee yes and she's so got a young son and on her birthday mm-hmm. in 1978 after she's been divorced she's got this little boy who's four years old which has nothing to do with what I'm going to tell you, but I just decided to say that. Fair enough. Her friends, her nurse friends took her to a club for her birthday. And she had, she was like dancing around and this guy kind of made his way over to her and was dancing with her. And then they started talking and it was like witty back and forth, you know. Like, like the one-liners. One-liners. And taking jabs. It's yeah. my favorite. That's why my relationship works so well with my husband. I know. Take jabs at me, and let's go back and forth, and I will love you forever. <laughs> like, that's, like, tell that's, me, <laughs> call me dirty names. Call me a bitch. Yeah, call me a bitch, and <laughs> fucking tell me to go clean the kitchen. Like, I'm going to laugh. I know, and like, I'm going to clean the kitchen after that. I am, but you got to be fucking funny about it. Yeah, so they were, they kept doing this, these little one-liners back and forth, and she kind of wanted to, you know, go... Not so much go bang, but go somewhere quieter and chit chat and have a drink. Like get to know and this person. And he didn't want to. And she was like, "Oh, all right." And she was feeling kind of sad. Well, later she finds out that he is an FBI agent, and he, okay, uh, pause. 
every time throughout this I say FBI agent, all I can think of is, I am an FBI agent. And even Calvin said that when I told him, he's like, what are you working on this week? And I told him, and I was like, she's an FBI agent. And he stops and he's like, I am an FBI agent. I'm like, I have raised you right. Yes, I have. (laughs) Anyway, he was an FBI agent and he was on... Like he, he was, was working, off, like yeah, working undercover. undercover. They were looking for some mob guy that was that happened to hang out at that club. So he and he did get her phone number though, and they went out on a date a week later, and he started telling her all about this FBI stuff, and he They're telling her stories that really yeah. enthralled her. And she was like, "Hmm," because after nine years of psychiatric nursing, it was like, "All right, yeah, all right, I'm over it. Step over somewhere else." Yeah, but that's when she wanted to start her new career. Well, it's, while she was hanging out with this Clay fella, he introduced her to a Well, his a name was Clay, Clay Carlson. Clay Carlson. And that was the undercover mm-hmm. FBI agent. Yes. And while she was hanging out with him, he introduced her to uh, another female FBI agent. This is before she had made the decision to go in. And when she met this lady, she was like 100 pounds, the, the girl was. And she mm-hmm. had like thigh-high boots on, like... Doing her thing, what she had to do. She didn't really say what she was doing. From what I gathered, I think she may have been dressed like a hooker, but I don't know. Like, I couldn't really tell out of what she was saying. But, you know, because the the realization came to her that, like, yeah, this is what the female FBI agents have to do. You had to do a lot of your work in heels. And she, like, she did a lot of her shit in heels, a lot of running in heels. I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they still do. Yeah. But anyway, when she saw this girl, she was like, you know what? If this girl can do it, I can do it. Because she herself was only, like, 115 pounds, like five. I can't remember how tall she said. Taller. Oh, dude, she's like less than five five. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I, think I was so. thinking she was like my like five six five seven, but I can't remember. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think she's only like Somewhere five five. She's there. petite, but she's only 115 pounds. So either way, that's still small. So when she saw this girl and realized that she could do it, she's like, "Yep, I can do it." So she went and took her exam and got in, and that's when she went to Quantico, and Quantico, 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 Quanti. I don't know. Quantico. Quantico. Quantico sounds right. I, I don't fucking know. Let's just say it different every Can time. We, and then and then we'll let somebody then, from Virginia yeah. fucking Then we us. just look like assholes. Well, we look like assholes all the time. In 1980, to attend the Academy. So, being a mom, I thought of this part, too. So, I was glad it covered it. But she um, hadn't left her little boy. He's almost five at the time, and she'd only been away from him from, for a day at the most. Because she's a single mom now. Right. She'd only been away from him for a day at the most. So now she's got to go leave for 15 weeks to go to training, where she only saw him twice the whole time. And she time. was one of 15 female recruits. Yes. 4% of the females are all that made up the FBI. Because women couldn't be FBI agents until 1972. Because... When the president, the president at that time said that it was too big of a job for women to handle. And so as soon as he was out in 72. Like, motherfucker, we're built to birth babies and you think we can't do this? It takes a special kind of woman. I can guarantee it's not me. (laughs) No, not you. You're a chicken shit motherfucker. Yeah. Not me. I love you. You're pretty. You make great cookies. Yeah. But. Not me. Well, um, and I'm not too, me either, I'm because if people are like, are you going to, oh, I got to fucking run? I got to chase you? I ain't fucking. That was my biggest Dude, right I there. run. Listen, I'm fucking fat. 
I run if I'm being chased, if there's a fire or there's food and it's running out and I haven't eaten yet. That's when I run. I don't know if I'd even run for that. I'd be like, oh, I've been hungry before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she worked in the FBI agency in Chicago after she graduated. Um, and she is the reason why I enjoy her so much. And if you guys go to YouTube and check out her videos and check out her stuff, she uses humor to diffuse mm -hmm. a lot of her feelings, which is exactly what we do. It is. And so it makes me even more like in tune with this person. Yeah. Not only is she a badass motherfucker, she's hunted serial killers. She's done amazing, great things for the FBI, but she's one of those dark humor people that take the take the sour and make something funny out of it. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, I have a fun story, another fun side story about her. She Maybe. said that in while while she was in the training, mm -hmm. all the all of the authoritarian instructors were called sir. Mm -hmm. There was no ma'am. There, it was all sir, sir. So, have you ever watched Castle? Uh, no. It's a TV show about FBI, blah, blah, blah. But there was this captain, and she would have them call her sir. And it irritated the holy fuck out of me all the time. I'm like, dude, it's okay to be a girl. It is okay. This makes sense now. That's like, they clearly did their research because back then the authoritarians. They were, were and she sir. would have been about the right age. Um, so Candace DeLong, in her history of her career, she went on to say that she had three goals. She wanted to be enrolled and involved with high-profile national criminals, and she wanted to apprehend a serial killer, and she wanted to rescue a kidnapped victim. And she succeeded with all of those things. She really did. Mm-hmm. In 1982, mm -hmm. she was involved in the investigation of the Chicago Tylenol murderers. Now, if you guys are unfamiliar with this, this is something that we want to cover later. There's not... Yeah, we're just going to touch it right yeah, now. Yeah, we're just going to, like, give you the tip. I started looking into it, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, we're going to... We'll give you just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Yeah. I like the tip for a second, but then I need the whole goddamn thing. Can you not make eye contact with me when you say things like that? She worked on a case that was the Chicago Tylenol murders. And this is something, like we said, we're going to go back and cover later. But this was, this is basically the reason that Tylenol has fucking bulletproof lids for yeah. all of their shit. Because seven people died from potassium cyanide-laced Tylenol capsules. And no one was ever charged. So this is like an unsolved case. Yeah. Right. And the incident led to new packaging forever. Like, this is why you have to use a fucking blowtorch to, to get, get into, into the goddamn, goddamn Tylenol. <laughs> to get into the fucking and I Tylenol. Thought, I kept thinking it was for kids for the longest time. And now I know it's so you don't get poisoned. So I will gladly go through yeah, I, I will shit. chew that fucking lid off yeah. from here on out. And I'll bitch about it the whole time still, but now at least I know I'm not getting poisoned, or at least I hope I'm not. Yeah, right. So there was there were copycatters after that, too, mm -hmm. where a bunch more people died because let's copy. Come up with your own shit, Jesus. Which goes back to that fucking movie that I was talking about, where the guy started copycatting all the fucking major killers. And that's what he did. Like, he would take a new killer every... Like, every time he took a victim, and he would kill them in that manner. 
So he would copycat other murderers and other serial killers. What movie is that? Copycat. Oh, duh. Hello. Hence fucking the open, name. Open your I ears. slept for like two hours last night. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Ed Gein had one because he had a little friend that he met in the in the psych ward and told him all about it. And he went home and tried it. That's what I'm saying. Wait, bitch, be original. Yeah, come the fuck on. Like, I, I feel you getting ideas. You know what's Like, weird, going though? on Pinterest and getting ideas, but don't do the exact thing. I had a... I just compared serial killers to Pinterest. Yeah, you did. Oops. Well, but that brings me to my point. I thought about how weird it would be to take human skin and put it through a cricket and cut out designs and then, like, make things out of it. Is it sticky or is it dry? What's it like? I don't know. Do you, do you oil it? I don't what? know. I'm not a fucking serial killer. Well... We've read a lot about it. Ed puts oil on it when it gets oil. a little dry. So oil. I bet you could put oil on it and oil. stick it on the window. It could be like a vinyl cling. A window cling? A window cling. You can make snowflakes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Whoa. Yeah, we went there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so moving on. Nobody was ever charged in the... Tylenol crimes. No. And that's that remains to be, like, a, an open mystery on that. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck would do that, though. And why? I don't know. Just be a fucking creep. Do you think they sat there and watched? Like, no, because you it was don't di- even know who No, you because killed. it was different stores. So Like, why, they didn't though? do it all in one store. They did it in several different stores. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I have questions. <laughs> That'll be for another week. Uh, another story is um, she was a member of the Child Abduction Task Force in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And there was a single mother who had let her 11-year-old son go to the beach with a family friend. and they Like had, for a week, though. For a week. And this friend has been in their lives for a couple of years. Uh, when the weekend was over, the boy called his mom to see if he could stay longer, and she said no. She's like, no, you need to come home, and the boy didn't come home. And after he didn't come home for a while, she called the police. The FBI figured out that the family friend had bought two Greyhound bus tickets. So in the time they called, they I, I don't know, I guess they looked all into it and found out he had two Greyhound bus tickets. So they went to go find, they went to the, to the station to see right. if they could find him. Candace got the call at 4 o'clock in the morning to come and be in on this to go help them find the boy. By the time they got there, they found out that one bus had already left. So they don't know if – they didn't know if he was on that bus or not. But or like hopeful, if they had like split up and gone on different yeah, buses. But they were hopeful that he, they hadn't got on that bus. By 9 o'clock that next morning, they decided to split up, go check all the bus stations, the Amtrak station, check everywhere. When they got to the Amtrak station, they found the little boy and his abductor getting ready to board the train because the train was leaving at 930. So they thought of that shit at just the right time to go check. Well, the and that's when they like rush the fucking. Yeah. They rush the rush and FBI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they rushed in yelling FBI, FBI. They grab him, grab the abductor who had grabbed the child at that time. Candace grabbed the little boy from his grip. And pulled him away. He was crying. He was scared. And he was scared and afraid for what was going to happen to this guy. Because he was upset of what, what's going to happen to the, Stockholm. Yeah. And he he was, like, super upset about it. Well, at that point, the abductor decided to fake a heart attack. He's like, oh, no. You know, like, oh, help me, please. I'm this, that, whatever. You and fall he down falls and start, to the ground. Yeah. 
And she's so she gives the little boy to another one of the agents to hold on to for a minute. And she's like, I'm a nurse. I can help you. Let me check you. But that's when she realized he was faking because she was like, okay, there's no palpitations. There's Uh no this. There's no this. I know you're fucking with me. Uh Uh-huh. So they take them all back. Candace spends eight hours with this little boy trying to get him to tell the story. He... Obviously won't because this guy is his friend and he didn't do anything bad to him and he's so worried about him and blah, blah, blah. Then finally the boy tells the truth. Mm, Um, Hit me. He said his friend, finger quote, friend, told him to never tell because they would take them both away. So. But that was like the little boy actually, like he, he was like, I can't tell on him because then... He won't be my friend anymore. Yeah, and they'll take us both away. That's yeah. what he told me, that they'll take us both away. Um, he he said that this that he really loves me, he really cares for me, and my mom and, doesn't. And and I don't want to betray him. Yeah, but he was he like was saying that my mom doesn't care about me, only he does. He cares about me because look at all, look at all the stuff that he buys me. He buys me this, he buys me that. That must mean he loves me. And so as he's trying to show him everything that well, she bought him, yeah, she's, they have she's a got this bag. fucking duffel bag full of shit. A crack pipe, yeah, falls crack out pipe of it. Falls out, yeah. and she's like, "All right, spill your guts." This crack pipe just fell. So he told her that he had only been he'd only been fed cookies and soda, soda pop, pop and crack for a week. He because lost ten pounds. Poor fucking in a baby. fucking week, and he's eleven years old. Could you imagine a t- an eleven year old? This was this was one of her goals mm-hmm. was to rescue an abducted child. Yep, and he was all this took place because. He was being used for child pornography, or they had intended. No, they did because so he was the abductor was using the cocaine, the crack cocaine, to, to like force, force him, him into, into submission. submission. Yeah, yeah, and they also found. Okay, Ugh. all right, get your shit together. I can't. This is it's so fucking horrible. So he was using the crack cocaine to get him into submission, where he would rape him and molest mm-hmm. him and video it. They believed mm-hmm. at this time they believed that they were videoing him. But he also like this poor kid was like they love me. Yeah. They do all these nice things for me. Yeah. It's okay that they yeah, do these horrifying so things. This is the point where Candace explained to him, he's a bad grown-up. Your mom is a good grown-up. Your mom loves you. She's a good grown-up. He's a bad grown-up. Mhm. Well, during all of this, the mom got pissed. Like, that night after they found him, the boy didn't want to go to his mom because he was thoroughly convinced, because of the abductor, that the mom didn't love him. And so he didn't want to go home and go see her. He's like, no, my mom doesn't love me. And Candace is trying to explain to him the whole time. This is when she's trying to give him the, you know, good adult, bad adult. That night, her his mom called Candace at, like, 10 o'clock at night yelling at her because she hasn't seen her son yet. And she's like... Look, this is what has gone on to your son. This is what has happened to your son for over a year and your older son, and you didn't know anything about it. And she was like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Poor, like, I feel bad for everyone involved because Candace has a son as well. 
Right. The mom doesn't know because she's working, trying to take care of her kids by herself, thinks she's Mm -hmm. got somebody that she can trust who is molesting her boys. And you know that she's now beating herself up because she didn't ask the kids, is anybody touching you, you know, as we discussed before, like you ask your kids, does anybody touch you there? So the mom doesn't know. No. And they open the duffel bag. And not only does a crack pipe fall out. There's sex tapes in there. Because at first, when he went to go show the stuff and they found the crack pipe, they didn't look through it. They just continued on interrogating and blah, blah, blah. Then they found the, the sex tapes. The sex tapes. tapes. Why? Why are you having a little boy carry on a crack pipe and sex tapes? Pedophile. Pedophile. Oh, How would I word that? And this, this brings me back into, like, where I'm at right now with current events with Larry Nassar. Mm. And how he told the lawyer that he wants to file a motion against the judge for mental torture, that he was forced to listen to the... The people talk about what the fuck he did to them? Yeah. Fuck him. him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. The fucking witness accounts and, like, victim statements and shit. I think that they should fucking be recorded. And Why they should shouldn't be, he listen to that? And they Why? should be played on repeat over and With over With all and of over the again. emotion in every single one, right in his fucking ear every day. So you can emotionally abuse somebody, sexually abuse, uh, in every way violate somebody's whole fucking life. But when they turn around and tell you the fucking story, you're a victim, go fuck yourself. Oh, dude, die slow. Die so fucking slow, slow pig. God damn it. I want to stab him in a new spot every single day. <laughs> Fuck. I that hate made me you. so incredibly happy. <laughs> when you say things like that, it makes me like, oh, this is why we're friends. Because so excited. So excited. I'm so excited. So, I feel like a cat in the hat. So excited. <laughs> Fuck. But, but no, I, like Larry Nassar wants to file a motion for mental torture that he was forced to listen to victim statements and accounts. And one of them didn't even come from a victim. It came from her mother because this little girl had been abused for so long. She turned to drugs and alcohol and then she ended up killing herself. So her mother had to face him in court. And but he's read, the victim now. But he's the fucking victim. And read her suicide letter and talk about the abuse because she wasn't there to fucking do it like the rest of the sister survivors. And this is what really breaks my heart is at one point in time she this little girl shut down completely shut down and she came out of training one day and her mom was like tell me what's going on and this little girl was like he put his fingers in me without gloves and like did things how that mom didn't walk in there and murder that motherfucker with whatever she had i don't know i'd have driven my fucking truck through the door. I'd have gone in there and be like, everybody under the age of fucking get the hell out the ways because I'm fixing to run this motherfucker over. Oh, I would. Murder. And this is the shit that he did to these girls. And then he wants to turn around and be like, but you subjected me to mental torture. Bitch, be ready for the anal torture you're fixing and to get. And he gets protection in prison. Who decides that shit? No. No, you don't. You get your ass fucked every day. No, Multiple you, times a day. You go to fucking Gen Pop. Yeah, you Ugh. go get yourself fucked a lot because fuck you, God, a I whole hate bunch him. I with something hate. sharp and sandpapery. Yep. Ugh. 
I hate him so many. So anyway, sorry. Anyway, so after all of this came out, after Candace got all of this out, and it was like the little boy was relieved. He crawled up into her lap, and he cried and cried and cried until he eventually fell asleep on her lap. She said that rescuing this little boy was by far the most gratifying case that she ever had because she has done a lot of badass shit she has a lot and one of the things that you guys need to know about child molestation are some of the statistics that we looked up together Mm -hmm. and it's really heart-wrenching when you look into it and i personally know of somebody who molested and exposed himself to his stepdaughter um, was sentenced to prison and he did less than two years. And so when you look at the statistics that we looked up, according to the Washington state institution for public policy, the average length of stay in prison is 60 months for offenders convicted of sex crimes against adults. Now 44 months for offenders convicted of sex crimes, sex crimes against children and 33 months for all other sex offenses. So things like class A felonies, the mandatory or like minimum sentencing is 25 years. That's not what they're going to do. Assault of a pregnant woman resulting in termination of pregnancy is only 10 years. And see, that's what she said in this, while she was telling the story, she said child molesters rarely do serious time they get the least amount of time dude kidnapping kidnapping first degree one year kidnapping with a firearm one year i'm so glad my kids are so safe and will get justice if anything happens to them heavy fucking sarcasm right but if you have some drugs you're gonna be in there for fucking ever oh if you're peddling a little pot god damn it i get brace yourself for fucking 12 years but you know if you you need to forget about the fucking weed because it's not hurting anybody Forget about the weed and go for these child molesters. Thank you. If you're overcrowded, kick out the people that just had weed because fucking Can we just a. take the fucking hippies out? Like, yeah. they're fine. They're fine. Take the fucking hippies out. The kids that fucking stole cars and shit when they were little and got 20 fucking years, let them out. Dude, yeah. leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> I used to work with this guy. This is a side story. I used to work with this guy. I don't know why I just thought of it either. But he, um, you know how you have to do background checks on people, and I was the yeah, office yeah. manager, so that I did all of that stuff. And I, can't, I don't think I could legally ask, so I was like, you know, I can't remember. This is a long time ago, so I don't remember how it all went down. But he had been in prison, and so we kind of ended up getting it out of him why he went to prison. He's like... I used to go to Cuba and smuggle weed across the border. I'm like, all right. Because <laughs> well, he was such a nice, chill guy. Like, he was just that, like, pot smoker. He was just smoker. super fucking easy about yeah, it. Hey, he, man, I used to smuggle some weed. Yeah, it's no big deal. He's, like, in his 60s. He is plays in a band, and he's, like, the most chill fucker I've ever met. And I'm like, how the fuck did you go to prison? Like, um, I know it didn't come out like that because I was at work, but... that's what was in my mind and he's like i was smuggling pot across and so he did i can't remember how many years like five years in san quentin or something like that i was like jesus Jesus. for pot come the fuck Fuck on on. but somebody can molest a kid and they'll be there for a couple days oh yeah eat shit because that pot didn't hurt anybody kind of like john grissom we talked about that in the current episode Mm -hmm. he's done like zero fucking jail time Mm -hmm. like not zero but minimal amounts yeah. And I'm like, what, are you fucking kidding me? And the, the here's the worst part. 
when it comes to child molestation, and I know that there are listeners that have asked us to no longer, Joe, talk about Sorry, it. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. The sad fact is that a lot of true crime involves child molestation and child murder and child rape. The stepdad syndrome is something that freaks me the fuck out. I didn't know that was a thing, which I should know, like, with common sense, but I didn't know that was a thing. It freaks me the fuck out because this is something we'll touch base on this more in a in a couple other cases because um, it's prevalent in those particular things. But it's when a man will actually marry a woman to get close to her kids to abuse and molest them. And this happens more than you guys fucking think. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm like, you got to fucking talk about it, dude. You got to, like, Larry Nassar. Like, nobody fucking talked about it. It all got swept under the rug. And over 140 little girls from ages five and up were violated. I just don't get that. I don't. It really makes me question the parents. Were the parents that into making their kid a star that they don't or fucking were they care? Just, well, or did it's they not like, know? Stop and think about that TV show, 13 Reasons Why. And the little girl ends up killing herself. And her parents were totally blind to all of her pain and suffering. Are they just not fucking paying attention? Does the kid bottle everything in and say that everything is okay? Everything's fine. I don't know. I have to drag some things out of my kids. Like, usually they're pretty good about having conversations with me, but... Logan's a lot like his dad. He lets it, like, sit and simmer and stew, and Mm -hmm. then he'll, like, fruit out over a Capri Sun. That's Calvin. He'll freak out over dumb shit. I'll be like, you need to pick that up. And he's like, freaks me out when you say it like that. I'm like, dude, I'm your mother. What the fuck are you talking about? I get to say it like that, and what is going on with you? Yeah. No, and it's it's weird how kids will do that, and it's it's unfortunate, but um, anyway... Uh, so she did do the stint with the child abduction task force, which I think is super fucking cool. Um, she also retired in 2000 from the FBI. She published a book called Special Agent, My Life on the Front Lines as a Woman in the FBI. You should read it. Highly recommend this book, guys. That's where I got these stories out of. Yeah. And it, it, it actually discusses a lot of her criminal profiling. Um, she talks about a lot of the cases that she solved. And uh, she actually dedicated a chapter in her book to personal safety. And it's uh, prevention can be as simple as a deadbolt lock on your house. Now, if you guys know, we're doing our meet and greet February 10th. We locked down our venue. Yes. And we'll talk about that more at the end. Mm -hmm. But this is the reason that we advocate so much for personal safety and taking care of yourself. Yes. So if somebody asks you to help them put a fucking couch in the back of their van in the middle of the night. Maybe don't. Don't. No. Just be like, let me call my husband. You'll be in that couch with. Or in Let the me call some of my couch. friends. Let me call some of my roller derby bad bitch friends. Yeah, they'll help you. <laughs> Let me get my gun out. Oh my gosh, there's okay. There's a funny story in this book about when she graduated the FBI. Mm-hmm. How they're just talking about how they were still so behind because there wasn't really women in the FBI back then. Right. And when she graduated, they gave her this purse. And they, I can't remember what she said. They gave the men, but they gave the women a purse that's supposed to hold your gun. And she's like, it was ugly. 
ugly as fuck. She didn't say that, but that's what I got out of it. <laughs> ugly as fuck. And she's like, and it was not very practical. She said she had her gun in it and was at the grocery store and opened it. And the gun fell out on the fucking floor in the middle of the grocery store. Nice. And she's like, I just North. started saying, FBI agent. I'm an FBI agent. I'm, I'm FBI. I swear to God, I'm FBI. <laughs> and she's like, but I packed it around anyway. It was, yeah, I, I packed it out of pride because it was just the meaning of it because she was one of the 4% who, by the way, they would call them the bitches with badges. I like it. So also in the book, she talks a lot about a lot of the harassment that she got from other people, which luckily she was a badass who did not take it personal. She... You can't. She did not take it personal at all. One of her nicknames was Shark Bait. Because... (laughs) Shark Bait! (laughs) Shark Bait! (laughs) Because she's... Like, she talked about how she had red hair and she's like fair-skinned, red-headed. And... Now she has dark hair, but back then, I guess. So they would call her shark bait because they said her legs were so white that the sharks would pass by anybody else and go straight to her because they were so <laughs> bright. So they would call her shark bait. Shark bait. Ooh-ha-ha. Yeah. There was also a story that they told where she went to the bank to go open a new account. And she had um, a folder with all of her credentials. Information. All yeah. Day. Yeah. Well, apparently... Um, while she wasn't looking, some of the good people at the FBI had made a picture of her where they put her head on a naked body. Oh, God, Jesus And so Christ. when she gives her folder to the bank manager, whoever it was, he opens it up and sees that there's, like, a naked pic in there. <laughs> She's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, it was so good that the FBI, the uh, computer specialist, had to have been in on it. And so she's like... I guess he, like, asked her out on a date, kind of, and she's like, I had to decline because of the business side and because that was false advertisement, because I guess it was, like, a big, big Buxom, like- bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, amazing. so she went back to the the precinct, is that what you're yeah, yeah, I don't know. I watch TV. I, That's what they say on TV. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So she goes back, and she's like, everybody had their heads ducked and was, like, pretending like nothing happened. <laughs> That'd be some shit we would do. Oh yeah, but oh, she she worked on a couple different things, and um, like I said, I highly recommend that you guys go and check her out and see her YouTube interviews, mm-hmm. like on the documentaries and stuff. She was on one of the Mary Bell documentaries. She was on did. Mary Bell. She was on Beth Thomas. Um, in the early days of investigation from Lacey Peterson, she did an interview with Diane Sawyer on Good uh, Good Morning America, and she was like. Lacey's husband, Scott Peterson, speaking about Lacey in the Ugh. past tense, He, she was like, even though her body had not yet been discovered, she was like, that motherfucker did it. Yeah, because he's past tensing pa- her. Yeah. Oh, I loved her. Oh, you loved her? You don't still love her? Like, mm. that's one of the most fucked up interviews. And if you guys go and watch it, it'll break your fucking heart because he's like, I loved her so much. Like, you don't still love your wife? Yeah. It's, yeah. And, like, when you start looking into that. But these are all the things. This this is why I love Candace DeLong so much. Is because his first interview, she picked up on all of that shit. Yeah. Trying to narrow down the stories that we wanted to talk to during this. 
was hard. Yeah, it was. Because there's so much. There's mm-hmm. so many things that she's been involved in and that she has done that it was hard to narrow it down into just an episode's worth of stories. So, Well, and she was even... Um, she was actually criticized by a lot of Scott Peterson's supporters for saying that a pregnant woman in Longview, Washington, um, a woman had gone into a store clerk and was, like, trying to ask for help, and that it couldn't have been Lacey Peterson because the woman didn't claim to be kidnapped. And she was like, no, the things that she said, her mannerisms, like, everything indicated bad juju. And so it's very interesting the things that she's been able to pick up on and make... Make like, her connections. She's yeah. made a lot of... Um, she really a has. A lot of important connections. She really has. Um, she also, after the acquittal of Casey... Uh, what's that fucking Casey cunt? Casey Anthony. That fucking raggedy cunt. I can't wait to do that episode. Except uh, it's just going to be a lot of dirty words coming out of my mouth hole and grunts oh, I'm and in. gags Let's and do this. hisses. Fuck. Bitch. Um, bitch. You bitch. You fucking stab you in the eye with the devil's duck. Yes. Ugh. Mm. Goodness. Um. Candace actually talked about the death of Kaylee Anthony, and she told the Huffington Post that the prosecution must have offended the jury somehow because the amount of circumstantial evidence should have been enough to convict Casey. Mm-hmm. And I fucking agree. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. just the shit she looked up on her computer and the fact that she had a dead body yeah. in her fucking car. Are you... Like, I want to grab the jurors by the fucking neck and be like, are you high? Have you been huffing rubber cement? Do you not have a goddamn soul? Like, I don't know that case very well, but from what I know of it, I'm like, hello. You open your fucking ojos. God damn it. Jesus Christ on toast. How about you don't be a dumb cunt? How how about, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm oh, I'm gonna no. give myself a fucking anger migraine. <laughs> Casey Anthony case. We'll we'll get on that a whole another fucking time. But like I seriously, every time I read something about it, and especially when people are talking about her trying to get pregnant right now, I feel like hammering a fucking oh, nail into my goddamn her. eye and giving myself a fucking lobotomy. Or give her one. That would be even better. Bitch, what makes you think she fucking has a brain to, like, window wipe? If she's trying to have a fucking child after she killed hers and put it in a fucking garbage bag in the trunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Really, bitch. You are not a good mom. Do me a favor. Yeah. Douche with bleach. Yes. (laughs) Like, Like, fucking do not have any more children's. Not. Ugh. God. That's that's not something I would say to anybody because momming is fucking hard. It's kids really, are all different. I really enjoyed it, like when I was watching yours. Well, you had, had them for three fucking, days. You can what? have them for longer. Should we get a joint custody? I'm cool with that. Yeah, okay. I had a fucking blast. You get them like, for a week. I'll get them for a week. I got up. I took care of Spencer. Shit. I took care of kids, except for I didn't really have to like. I only took one to school, not like all three. Well, and so. that's not the hard part. It's the one where you're trying to teach them to be a good human. Like, what decision, 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 what decisions do I make that's going to make them be an asshole or a good person? That's they the were part really of good though. Like, they got up. Uh, they got up before I even like. I would come in and flick the light on, and the only one that like nestled in was Ty. Tyler. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did not wake up. 
She did pretty good, though. Like, I was so afraid for school this year because last year she had kindergarten and she was in the afternoon kindergarten. So she could sleep as long as she wanted and then get up and, yeah, it like, was no big deal. The, the kids were actually pretty good, dude. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It's just the part of trying to teach them how to be a decent human that scares me. Yeah. What am I doing right? Is this discipline wrong? Am I doing this? I don't know. I haven't had to fucking choke either one of my kids yet. I mean, no, I thought about are it. Good. But... Yours are good. So, back at the ranch. Back um, She also, Candace Along has a couple of programs. One of them's no longer um, airing. But she had investigation. Uh, it was on investigation discovery. She did Deadly Women, which is still, still airing. Mm-hmm. It's basically about women who have committed murder, committed crime. Ninety um, percent of it is all murder. There's some that was like petty theft and shit like that that resulted in murder. But some of the things that women plot and plan and scheme, like now I know why husbands are afraid of their wives. We don't fuck around because we don't fuck around. Mm-mm. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. <sighs> We're going to plan that shit out, and we're going to do it. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, anyway, she does Deadly Women, and she also did Facing Evil with Candace DeLong. Now, she serves as, like, the the expert. The expert. She's an expert. She's playing lots of things. On both of these, and giving her professional opinions about the women that are profiled on the show. Now, on Facing Evil, she has profiled people like Jennifer Reale, Jennifer Hyatt, Susan Grund, Belinda Van Creel, Creel, uh, Patricia Olson, and the, I mean that's just to name a few. And basically discussing like all of their motives for murder. Um, and she's also been a frequent guest on Ron Owen's San Francisco Bay Area radio station on KGO. Do you know how much I just want to sit down with her and be like, listen, I got a bunch of questions that I know these people can't answer. Talk to me! Yeah, can you tell me why you think that they did this? I would, you know what, I, I have questions about Catherine Knight. I have questions about, um... I just... I still love that when she like positioned her husband with oh my, the, oh, her boyfriend God. yeah with the but coke she, and yeah. the, oh my god like I laughed I'm like what is wrong with me but that was fucking funny uh, yeah no when she put him in a fuck fucking me arm, no fuck you, you. that right. was like the definition of that fuck, fuck me? me no fuck, fuck you. you uh no she put him in a fucking chair and like <laughs> like crossed his legs and had a coke in his hand and shit. I should not be this amused by it but god damn it well there and there's just so much. That go like I I want I have questions about Catherine Knight about Alien Wernos about oh God what's the name of that little girl that fucking killed her captors that um shit I'm gonna have to look it up and post it but she was sold into uh like child sex pornography slavery yeah. type shit and she killed her captors and got life in prison. What the fuck? Yeah, no, we're going to do that case. I got to look it up because I'm drawing a fucking blank right now. But That sounds amazing. Oh, what, Let's no, get on no, this no, right no, now. We're going to do that. I need to know. Did you hear what just came out? Weird, 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 weird. Fucking Irrowit remix. <laughs> that was a Bubbles remix. Fuck. <laughs> that pretty sweet fucking kitty. <laughs> Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Shall we? Let's do some... Uh... We're going to do, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you guys reach out and buy these books. 
um, that Candace DeLong has available for you, you will deeply enjoy them. The stories that are in them and the information that you will get is immense. It is. Also, Candace, if you're listening, we have questions. Call us. <laughs> or email us at colormedeadpodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Um, also, we want to say thank you to some sponsors. We do. We want to start with Studio Sweden. Go to sudio.com to get your sweet over-the-head or earbud headphones. Both of which are badass. We finally just, we finally ordered some earbud this oh, time. My, my husband got the, the earbuds. I don't like earbuds, but he loves these so much. Angel was yelling at him and he was just sitting there jamming out. It made me so happy. Oh, it was so fuck. funny. She's like, God damn it, Spencer, don't you hear me? And I was like, he can't hear you. <laughs> he can't fucking hear you. <laughs> I know. It made me very happy. And, he just, and when he realized it made him happy too. I know. Like, he's I like, couldn't he, hear you. He's like, I see your mouth moving, but I'm not fucking going to answer you. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so, so definitely go check them out. And the promo code for that is... They just changed it to Color Me Dead Pod. Mm-hmm. It, for 15%. Percent off for fifteen percent off. It's all caps. Color me dead. Pod. Um. We also want to talk about the purple lotus. Purple lotus. They have a symbiathwam. Hegert. 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 Kaylee Hegert. Hey. Um. <laughs> so these guys do our bath bombs, and uh, they do the sweet sticky murder. They do the blood bath, and also the body farm. Um, if you guys are interested in getting the Soul Eater, which is discontinued, um, they have a sister bath bomb called Mother Earth that is pretty similar. Yeah. Um, you guys can go check them out. At www.squareup.com backslash store backslash the Purple Lotus Vernal and use the promo code DEADPOD15 for 15% off. They will ship to you anywhere out of the U.S., but you need to contact them for a quote on the shipping. Yeah, I think because I know they've shipped them to uh, Germany and I believe Canada Mm -hmm. so far. So if you want, if you're interested and you're not around around the United States, the let United me know. States, the United States. Um, also, if you guys want to donate to our Patreon, you go to patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast. We just changed the rewards. Yes, we did. We were doing a lot of extra audio, which didn't seem to be. Yeah, it didn't. Very well received. Yeah, there weren't a whole lot of people listening to it. So we want to give you guys something badass for supporting us. If it's audio that you like, we will add that back in. But Just let for, us know. But yeah, let us know what you want. Tell us. I we're, mean, Jesus we're Christ. here you, for you. If you want me to call you. If you want us to do extra audio, we totally can. But we're getting some key lanyards. Some and koozies. water bottles. And water bottles. T-shirts. T-shirts. If you're in the Alpha Dog, you get a hoodie. If you're in the Wolf Pack, you get a T-shirt. You get posters of us signed, but they're faces. Faces. Are these faces? These faces. I don't know. <laughs> they're like, never mind. I was well, gonna donate until ah, it was a Yeah, you were like, that. oh god, it's got your face on it. Fuck nope. That. Nope. Um. What else? Oh, also stickers and shit. But go to Patreon and check it out and see if there's anything you might like or might want to support us. Every fucking little bit helps us. It really does. So if you want to go to get um, merchandise, you can go to Threadless, which is colormedeadpod.threadless.com. 
And they have all kinds of stuff there. We've also now signed up with redbubble.com. And our our page is redbubble.com backslash people backslash color me dead pod. They have a lot of the same things, but they have a lot of different things. And I'm still working on getting some more graphics uploaded to that because they have like full iPad cases and all kinds of stuff on there. They have so between the two of those you can get some pretty cool shit. Pretty sweet little cocksuckers. Pretty sweet little case. <laughs> Some pretty look at this little cocksucker. Fuck, sweet fucking kitty. Pretty sweet fucking kitty. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm like hooked on Trailer Park Boys right now. Um, oh. Also, our meet and greet that takes place February 10th um, is going to be at the Uinta Conference Center, which is at 313 East, 200 South in Vernal, Utah. If you have any questions, please message us about that. Doors open at 10. We're going till. Oh my god! I got the fucking hiccups. Um, it's going till two. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have art featured by several different artists. We've got different donated items, knitted goods, tasers, different stuff that you guys can get. Um, tell your friends. Bring your mom. Like, it's gonna be fucking awesome. If you're gonna come, and I promise not to say fuck a lot in yeah, front of your mom we'll if you bring your mom. Keep it PG from ten to noon. It's <laughs> going to be family friendly from that point. Afternoon. From noon to two, it is no longer family friendly because we're going to tell survivor stories. We've got the microphone set up there. Yep. We're going to tell a couple of survival stories. We'll have a Q&A if you guys have any questions for us. We will also be on a live Facebook feed. So if you can't be there, you'll be able to ask us questions through the Starting Facebook feed. at noon mountain time. At, yes. Um, should we say some shout outs? Let's do. Let's do our... It's January. And it's almost over, and we haven't done our Patreon shout-outs for the month, even though they're the most baddest-assest motherfuckers that we've ever seen, because they're our Patreons. We haven't shouted them out, because, well... Because we fucking suck at Because we're assholes. Well, I'm not an asshole, I just suck at life. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fucking difference. Same. The Murder Pups. Uh, True Crime fan-, fan Club, thank you so much. Valerie Johnson. Hillbilly Horror Stories, thank you guys so much. I love my shirt. Me too. Uh, Nicholas Pidcock, Kim Stetnicks, Mindy Smith, Carl Pavo. And if you guys are not familiar with him, he does uh, Foot of the Mountain podcast as well as This Is Not, uh, That's No Moon, That's a Podcast from Pancast Productions. Thank you so much. Um, Brandon Shepard and Tamlin Wood. Our skin, sh- our skin snacks. Skin snacks. Our Brent Ansel, Catherine Moore, Hallie Calvert. Pleasing Terrors, which is Mike Brown. Check out that podcast. Check it out. Joe Ryder, Kelly Van Bookout, Louis Butler, the Les Mordia podcast, which is Liana DeRowan. DeRowan? DeRowan. Fuck, dude. We probably fucked that up. Sorry. But go check out Les Mordia. And go ahead and fucking say it. I, I don't know how to say it. I'm, we're going with Hario. Hario. Hiro. Hiro Batista. Hiro Batista. But I'm going to focus on the Batista because are you related to <laughs> Batista? The wrestler, a.k.a. Drax the Destroyer. Well, please anyway, tell me you are. Please just fucking tell us how to pronounce your goddamn name because we're retarded. We like to fuck shit up like severely. Um, <laughs> fuck it up like a drunk driver. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our murder Muppets, Kevin May from Mirths and Monsters. Thank you fucking so much. Amy Scott, Felicia Alvarez, Lynn Shirley, 
Cammie Willard, and Jessica Reinstein. I want to say it Rammstein. Rammstein? Rammstein. Du, Je- du, du hast. Du hast mich. I know. Du hast mich. It's all I fuck. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, Jessica Rammstein. Oh, God. No, I can't Just leave it. We're, we're leaving it. Reinstein. Reinstein. For our wolf pack, we have Sarah Thompson, Kevin Baxley, Allison Ernst, and Amber Toothman. And we have two major donors. Alpha dogs. Alpha dog. Uh, uh, Tiffany Piper. Rivera. She's our new friend. We know her. I, I know her. I know her. I've been in her house. Yes, I have. I've been in her house. I hugged her. I did, too. <laughs> I hugged her husband. I met all her friends. I did, too. I loved on her dogs. I did, too. She's my. I didn't love on our dogs because we know that I don't like dogs, but I did. So yeah, but I, that I, weird I sh- little old one. I know, right? I can't remember his name, but that made me pretty happy. Like, it's just a his good boy. face when he would look at you. I'm like, I know. Aww. And But the cat, was it Mufasa, the cat's name? It was something. Louie. No, Louis? the the orange one. Oh, I don't know. It was something from the Louis Lion King. Winston? Fuck, dude, I'm stupid. But I want that cat. It was kit, so kit, fucking kitty. cute. I want that fucking kitty. That's a sweet I, fucking I, I, kitty. A sweet fucking kitty. <laughs> and Clinton Toon, thank you guys so much. Yes, um, thank you. For donating to everything that makes this podcast better. Yes, and we're trying to make it better all the time. We bought ourselves a new computer that we don't know fucking how to work, so I <laughs> used it. <laughs> I try. I try so hard. And oh my I, God. I think I get it, and then I don't. Oh, goodness. One day you'll be hearing us from <laughs> our new computer. But it, I want to sing that song from Moulin Rouge. One day. Like, that's how I feel about the fucking Mac. <laughs> oh, lardy, lardy. So maybe don't molest kids. And stay out of chuck lines. How about teach your kids, raise your kids to be like Candace's family where they're all fucking badasses. We'll, we'll keep this one on a positive note. Okay. Because she's a positive bitch. Okay. So teach your kids to be fucking badasses. And stay out of chalk lines. And stay out of chalk lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>